Okay, what would be your biggest basketball ick? Oh my gosh, bro. Biggest basketball ick is when you break somebody off and you dish it. Uh-huh. Give them a nice little dime piece mm. and they smoke it. Miss the lay. I agree. I agree. What's your biggest basketball ick in terms of like the way that like a hooper dresses or like something about it? But you're like, oh my gosh, mm. if you don't have any crinkles in your socks, what are you doing? Oh, see, I'm like a sock folder over. So like there's a little crinkle. But okay. when you pull them, but if you, you got, got them straight up, like just, just retire, retire see, right now. That's the thing. That's the what I used up. to do when I was younger. Yeah, I, was I did that it too. Kid. I did it too. I had and to I would pull it. that socks. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> you pull, I pull it so high. You don't see yeah. no skin. I'm pulling it on top of the knee pads. You should be looking crazy. Looking no, crazy. No core swag. <laughs> no core swag. None. Welcome back to the Sometimes I Hoop podcast. I'm your host, Haley Jones. I'm joined by another walking bucket, the Jordan Horston of Tennessee. Thousand <laughs> point score for the Lady Bulls, just surpassed 400 assists. Number two recruit of her recruiting class coming out of high school. Not one, but two USA gold medals. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Glad to be here amongst the GOAT, Haley oh, Jones. Like, okay. wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. I'm so excited to have <laughs> you on. I can't believe that we're seniors now. We're senior know, year. We're almost done. How do you feel? Man, this is crazy. Like, just to think back, like, I feel like I just came into college. Like, I was just preparing for, you know, school and didn't know how I was going to do it at the next level. And then now we're, like, there and scouts are looking at us. And it's just crazy. I just can't believe it. Like, so crazy. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just, like, it hasn't all set in yet for me. I don't know about you. This is really just is like hitting me day by day. Like, wow, I'm really a senior. Wow. Yeah. It's like this <laughs> chapter's about to close, which it's I'm so excited to, yeah. for. But it's also like different. It's I odd. Know. Yeah. 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 For sure. But no, it's really exciting. And I feel like something I can always look forward to every year of the college season is playing you guys. It's such yeah, a huge rivalry definitely. year in and year out. But I know we have a vibe when we play y'all, but what what's your energy coming into that game? No, it's always it's always a battle. It's always a great game, especially for women's sports in general when we play each other because, you know, it's two great teams coming together and the legacy that each school holds is just, you know, it's a fun atmosphere. You know, the fans is going to be involved. The media is going to be there. And it's just a great game. Um, honestly, what goes through my head before we play y'all is we have to be locked in because mm-hmm. we have – the guard, Haley Jones and Cameron Brinks and the people that are just unstoppable. We just got to try to stop them as hard as we can. But no, it's always a fun game, especially, you know, playing against my friends and stuff. But it's one of the greatest rivalries, I think. And I mean, you yeah. got to be trying to stop us. We be, we be trying to stop y'all too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's, it's the legacy. It's the programs. It's also like SEC, Pac-12, just two different right. ways of playing. Right. So it's always so much fun. But I mean, we got to be stopping you because you've been hooping this season. And <laughs> I know you. last season didn't end the way you wanted to with that injury. But I feel like you came back and you didn't even miss a beat. You came back. You had a double-double against us. Don't like, <laughs> I'm happy for you. But at the same time, I'm like, why? why? Like, why you got to do that? Listen, you know? Haley, Haley, you know what's funny? Like, the last year when we played y'all, like, our stat line was, like, the exact same, right? Yeah. Right and now. then we come back, fast forward the next year, and it's still the exact same. Like <laughs> the, the exact heck? same. It's so crazy. But no, it's always it's always fun. It's always fun. It's so much fun. But I mean, what was kind of your mindset coming into senior year? You know, you have, I feel like every year we always have things we want to prove to mm. ourselves, to the public, whatever it may be. But what was your mindset having to, you know, come in and make big changes this year, make yeah. a statement this year? 
Just being consistent, like, in everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, like, for me, not just being consistent on the court, but, like, off the court, like, with my eating habits and, like, eating is so important. <laughs> and I just had to, like, you know, lock in on that end. Um, yeah. But, like I just said, just being consistent, trying to do better every day, like, just be a better person every day. Like, it's more than basketball, like, you know? Yeah, no, that's completely valid. I feel like our playing, our love of play isn't just... You know, Just putting it working putting the, the ball gym. in the basket, right? Getting yeah, the gym. it's so much more than that. It's so many pieces that if you want to be a pro, you have to you have to put that work in on every aspect. For sure, it's your eating habits, it's your mental health, making sure yes, everything on health. all different yes. stuff is in check. But I feel like our non conference schedules, both of us this year, were intense. Y'all started out yeah. at freaking Ohio Crazy. State, like y'all were starting hot. Yeah, and like so, I know you guys dropped a few earlier in the season, but I feel mm. like it was the teams that might have not been ranked then. But now they are now like playing UCLA and Gonzaga when they're unranked. And now they're both top 15, right. top 20 teams. Like, Listen, we played Ohio State. I don't think they were ranked or out there. They weren't getting the credit they were supposed to get. Yeah. So it's just like this shows like we're playing great teams. It's just we got to put the pieces together, you know. But I'm, for sure. I can't complain. Can't complain about the schedule because, I mean, that's what you want to do. That's what we're here for is to play those games and, you know, compete. Yeah, I feel like I've really enjoyed seeing in the past few years non-conference schedules really kind of elevating across the country. Yeah. Like yeah. top teams not shying away from playing other powerhouse programs, which right. is really fun. And, you know, you might drop a game early in the season, but it does so much more moving into like March, whatever. People are learning. They're learning. They're learning. They're learning. <laughs> They're learning. <laughs> but how do you think you guys dealt with those setbacks that you have that you may not have expected or may not wanted? Do you think that you were able to use that as motivation moving into the rest of the season? Or do you think that you dwell on it? How do you think the mindset was in the locker room? Um, I mean, we never rattled. Like, mm -hmm. each and every game, we knew if like we knew what our goal was. We knew who we were. We knew, like, okay, this one loss doesn't determine our whole season and our whole, like, who we are. So, it never really rattled us. I mean, it was frustrated because we wasn't winning, but it was like more of a fueling like type of frustration, if you get what I'm saying. So like, yeah. it was like, okay, well, we got to figure it out. We got to do this better. We got to go hard on this drill. We got to, you know, just putting the pieces together. And it was so early. So it was like allowing us to, you know, continue to grow throughout the season and still see like, okay, this is where we were from here and now we're at this point. But like I said, this is great for us um, playing those tough games now because we can see who we were very early on and, you know, make changes or, you know, keep doing what we're doing. So, I mean, I feel like it's a blessing and a mm -hmm. curse at the same time. But at the end, like I said, it's all about long term. No, for sure. I mean, Tara tells us this all the time, which sometimes is very annoying, but it's every it's disappointment is a blessing. Nobody likes to lose. But <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes to lose. But you do you do learn you a lot from to, losing. You have to, yes, yes. No, for sure. I feel like, you know, in those big non-conference games, so many teams this year made noise that like you weren't expecting. Mm. I feel like there were so many sleeper teams, especially in last year's tournament with Creighton and just these random teams just come out hooping. hooping. What <laughs> team, literally, what team or what players have really stood out to you at the beginning of this season? Oh, what team? Well, I'm going to have to go with UCLA. Mm -hmm. Because this was like before. I mean, UCLA is always a good program, but they weren't yeah. giving, they wasn't getting the credit that they actually deserved. When I tell you they came out and was, they shot the, shot the lights out of the ball. Like, honestly, every shot went up. You know how like you have a scout and be like, okay, we're going to give this up. We're going to let yeah. this player do this. Everybody was hit it. So it was just like, okay, so we got to take their whole game plan. But I mean, they're, they came out hooping. They came out firing. Um, you know, yeah. Charisma's a baller. Hooper. Hooper, Hooper man. <laughs> She's a baller. But that's the thing is like, you're going to get everybody's best game. Like, yeah. So it was just like, 
you got to be able to make adjustments on the fly, like, because you never know. No, for sure. Never got in, might come in firing. Exactly. And I'm like, come on now. Like, they be (laughs) subbing in. I'd be like at the bench. I'm like, what does she do? I don't know. She goes on the scout. (laughs) I feel like so many teams, like, they come into these games and they could catch you sleeping. If you walk into a game and it's somebody and you get caught up with their rankings or being like, oh, they lost to this team. We beat this Mm -hmm. team already. They come in and they have your name circled. They're like, we're going to come out and show why we're better than this and this and this. And I feel like there's been so many upsets. Like, I mean, Maryland upsetting UConn at the beginning of the season. Gonzaga over Louisville. Miami beat two teams. Ooh, that was crazy. That was crazy. And did you watch the North Carolina Notre Dame? I I did. I was was shocked. Yes. I feel like just so many conferences now are deep. I mean, obviously the Pac-12 being the deepest but like <laughs> but like I, you know, <laughs> I mean come on we five teams in the top 25 that's crazy okay, that's y'all, crazy y'all, all right y'all all right y'all up there but all right i say no 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 y'all 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 good y'all good but i say sec they're back to well. That's crazy. That's crazy. Nah, if we no, 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 no. Let's match up SEC to Pac-12. Pac-12 is take the cake. Are West you, Coast you basketball. So? I feel like West Coast basketball just be getting looked down on for some reason. But like we be banging, you know, we be banging in there. Like you got Bigs, you got Cam in the post. Just on my team alone, you got yeah, it's Cam. A Lauren, play, it's friend. a different type of play. The SEC is. is just like a. Mm, mm, mm. Like, it's just what hard. is that? Like, <laughs> what is that? It's just know. like a, I don't know. It's hard to compare. It's hard to compare. They're both great conferences. I'll give you that. It's hard but to compare, but we both know who wins the like comparison. SEC. Okay, you know, we okay. can agree to disagree on agree that topic. To <laughs> we can just go agree back and forth. <laughs> All day. <laughs> All day. Do you feel like there's a difference when you're leaving the non-conference setting and then like the mindset switch that you have to make going into conference play. Cause I feel oh, like yeah. for us, it's like, okay, that was one season and one then you season, move now to the a next. Whole another season. It's like, this yeah. is building you up for the final season, like the end of like, so, I mean, you have to do well in conference. Like you need to make the tournament. Like that's what yeah. our goal is. I mean, that's what everybody's goal is, is when they go to conference play, it's like, okay, now we got to really lock in and we got to make mm-hmm. things shake right now because we want to have a good spot in the postseason. So it's a whole different field. It's a whole different field of play. So, Yeah, it yeah. definitely sets you up for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I feel like there's so many rivalries within the conferences that could be like team to team, but then like player to player matchups and then like coaches who have been battling for like 20, right. 30 years. Right. And they just Especially when you have players up. like that came from like the schools from the conference. So it just yep. makes it like even more emotional. Like, I don't know, it's just fun environment. I just love those type of games. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, like players moving around, like you mm. guys had a lot of transfers both yeah. on your team, but now just like in the SEC, like Angel Reese has been hooping this year at LSU. Oh, and then they brought in crazy other numbers. people, crazy numbers. So like, mm. And then, I mean, you guys bring in somebody like Rikia Jackson, who's just mm-hmm. crazy talented from Mississippi State. Like, right. in-conference champions, crazy. In-conference. And then we got Jill. She came from Georgia. Exactly. Yeah, like, so. how do you feel like that's maybe changed the team chemistry? Like, working with these new people who came in mm-hmm. being stars of the other teams, coming mm-hmm. into this foundation that you've already built. How was that working with these new pieces? Yeah, I mean, we had to adjust early on. That's why you could see us, like, not winning games. But I feel like, you know, once we found that, that click and found that momentum and that chemistry we just got to going. I feel like, you know, everybody, we're so deep. Like we have so many people that 
can score, like go somewhere and just be a star and just score yeah. like 30 points a night. Like we have those pieces. And it's just like, if I'm having a bad night or if Rakia is having a bad night or if Sarah is having a bad night or if anybody on the team is having a bad night, it's not like, oh, we're doomed. Like, oh, we need that person to do something for us because we have multiple pieces like that. So I just feel like it just makes it special. You just got to utilize that and continue to um, get better from there. But I'm a type of a teammate that loves to see like everybody do well. So mm-hmm. when somebody's doing well, it's just like so exciting for me. So yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what everybody brings. And like Jill, she's still, she's only a sophomore. Like you would never even know, like she's still developing. And I'm so excited to see like where her game can go. And then, you know, everybody else on them just putting in that work. I'm just excited to see. We have a very similar team chemistry where it's like you love seeing your teammates succeed. And like, Mm -hmm. even if you're not having the best night, like, you know, somebody else could go for 20. I'm just as happy for them because I feel like we're also the type of players where you can influence the game in a variety of ways. If you're not scoring, you're rebounding, you're playmaking, you're getting in those passing lanes very annoyingly, but you're doing (laughs) a great job. Like there's so many different ways to impact Mm -hmm. the game, which I feel like a lot of people may not understand at this level, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. I get you for sure. Like, we have a lot in common. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, bring the ball up, dish it off, rebound, defense. It's not all about, you know, just all putting up, like, points and stuff. I mean, of course, like, you want to score, but it's just, like, it's not all about that. And we bring so much to the game. It's just, like, it's hard. It's just hard to stop. I feel like UConn is one of those kind of storied rivalries in college yeah, basketball. It's the two of you. So is there, like an extra energy going to that weekend? Is there like a lot of history lessons during the week? Like, what, are the, what are the vibes like? It's always a big deal when we play. Yeah. And it's just because it's always been a big deal since Pat was coaching. So it's just like, it's great for women's basketball. Um, mm-hmm. It's great for the game. And it's just something that you just, you want to take serious because it's going to be a lot of eyes on that game. I remember last time it was like a record number of people watching. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but that's what it was said. So it's just a big deal. And it's like there's a different type of lock-in for that game. Because yeah. you know, we always want to beat South Carolina, Stanford, and UConn. Those are our three. <laughs> that, we oh, always, wow. that we always really want to like, yeah, you yeah. know. But I mean, it's, it's because you guys are so good. You guys mm-hmm. are great coaches and, you know, come from just good basketball players in general. So it's just always like, you know, those are the games that you look forward to. There's just such legacy, like. I'm not even a part of that game, but like I turn on ESPN and it's like, okay, 1996 when <laughs> Gino coached against this person and Tennessee won there and Candace did this and this year. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even know all this. I'm just imagining like your locker room and it's just constant replays of games, yeah. like hardwood classics in and out to get you hyped up. It sounds <laughs> like an amazing environment. Rocky Top definitely going to be going crazy. Oh, crazy. Oh my goodness. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, you're already feeling it. But I think you know, kind of backtracking a little bit into the roots here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we obviously know now you're at Tennessee, storied program, superstar Jordan Horston, but where did basketball begin for you? Like, when did you start playing? What got you into the game? What made you love it? I've always just known basketball because my dad, and my dad, he coached basketball growing up. So I'll be at like his practices and at his games, mm-hmm. just like up under him. And I was, just, I mean, my mom will always call me daddy's girl because I was always up under my dad. And it's like, I just found a way to like, you know, be closer to him. And I, just, I feel like it brought us together and I just love being around him. So, I mean, I picked up the ball and he was in the gym with me and he was like, all right, you want to play? All right, let's play. See, he gave that opportunity to my sister, right? My mm-hmm. sister, she was going to be a ball player. But my sister, she... Me and my sister are like not in day. So um, when she's on the basketball court, she's doing 
dance twirls and mm. cartwheels up and down the court and giving the ball to the girl, even though she's not on her team. They, but she says the boys wasn't passing her the ball. So oh, she no. gives her. <laughs> so no, that was my sister. And he was like, okay, let's try this kid. Let's see if this kid will play basketball. And then I, I fell in love with it. I was always around it. Um, it just brought me and my dad closer. I didn't know that you're that that's how you got into it. That's so similar to me growing up with high school parents, yeah. you know, coaching and this and that. Uh-huh. I love and at that. the practices with them and, you know, looking up to them, the, uh, his girls. Exactly. It's, you know, it's definitely it's a really special way to enter it because it's like it's a way for you to connect to your family. Right. And, you know, the girls are babysitting you after practice. Mm-hmm. This and that. Like, right. it's, it's <laughs> right, such a right, great right. way to get into it. No, but. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up loving it. It connected you to your dad. When mm-hmm. did you think you were like, okay, like basketball is going to be my route. Like, I want to dive into this. I want to play college ball, this and that. When did that kind of click for you? Um, when I started taking basketball, like serious? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like, so I started off playing like soccer and I did like a whole bunch of other sports. Like I ran track, I did cheerleading. Oh, um, no, you didn't. <laughs> Oh my Listen, god. I was I started off with cheer. I started off with cheer. I was actually really good at cheer. Like I was cheer captain and I was I, I need, I'm gonna text your mom. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm gonna get a picture. Of Lord, I should have said that. <laughs> I'm gonna get a picture. That's gonna be the promo. <laughs> oh god. Oh my goodness. But no, um, I probably have to say maybe sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade is when I got my first offer from North Carolina. I got my first offer from North Carolina. So Big I was like, time. okay, which is like, what? Like, it was just weird. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. this is my first offer. Like, people are looking at me like I can actually do something with this. So mm-hmm. I feel like sixth grade was when I was like, okay, no more cheerleading. Let me put the pom-poms down and <laughs> throw the pom-poms and to the put side. the pom-poms down pick up a ball. <laughs> so when you were in sixth grade, how does one even come across an offer in sixth grade, especially to like a power five school, North Carolina, did you go to the camp where you, did they come see you hooping at your dad's practice? Like, <laughs> like how no, did this happen? So I actually did go to a camp before. I went to okay. a USC camp, but I had went to this camp. It was, what's that camp with D Brown? Girl, I'm from California. <laughs> I don't know none of these Midwest camps. You know the camp. You know the camp. Because Jordan Oliver was at the camp. I can't remember this, the camp. My mom knows the camp. I got a ask her but okay. it was at this one camp and it's like it was just great exposure and they saw and me and it. they saw I had potential and they offered me and you were hooping in the sixth grade <laughs> <laughs> look at you such a superstar my goodness man I'm just trying to get like you Haley I'm trying <laughs> to get like you okay do you remember a specific time when you were like okay like you played in a tournament you played against a high profile player and you were like all right like this put me on the map. This is what really set me apart. No, ain't no way that was in sixth grade. And you were like, I'm a bucket. <laughs> like, this. Do, you, do you remember a certain time? It wasn't, no, that wasn't in sixth grade. I would have to say, I was playing on the black team, my ULBL team. It was definitely like a, a Nike. Oh, Ohio. You were up, yeah, up on the circuit. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember what grade that was. Eighth grade? Ninth grade? Okay. Eighth or ninth grade. Eighth okay. So you were a bloomer. You were, you were young. <laughs> So, so you get your first offer in sixth grade, playing in the EYBL, you're doing all this and that, and then you kind of enter the USA basketball world. Mm. And I remember when we first met at USA Basketball, I have a vivid memory. I remember we were doing those drills where you split up at each basket and uh. like you're shooting and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And then you were introducing yourself and you're like, okay, I'm Jordan. We're going to do this. And like, <laughs> we were doing the passing drill. And I was like, oh my God, she's so good. <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh my God, thank God about her basket. Like maybe I'll look better. And so what? we're doing, I remember we're doing like these passing, like pull up jumpers and this and uh, that. And like, and like, the circle yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this girl, Jordan is so good. I really remember. <laughs> I went back to the hotel with my dad because, like, I wasn't invited to the camp. I paid my I way there. I remember that. I remember that. And I went back to the hotel with my dad. I was like, Dad, this girl, her name's Jordan, I think. She was at my basket. She was so good. I didn't. So. I, we could call Pat. <laughs> it happened. That's funny. But, I'm like, who is this girl? Oh, please. No, really. <laughs> and, like, even then, I was like, wow, like, she's good. Like, what the heck? This girl's, like, tall and... She's bringing the ball up. Like, I was like, at first I thought she was a post player. I was like, oh, no, she's probably a post player. I was like, oh, no, she's not a post player. This girl can dribble the ball. <laughs> she can pass. She can rebound. She can score. Like, We're doing it. Me and you, we do it all. We do it all. We do it all. What do you think is your favorite story from USA, either that U16 year, that U17 year? Do you have a favorite memory with the teams at practice, winning? I feel like I definitely have one. I don't, I don't know if we'll have the same one, but I know I do. And I'd love to hear if we have the okay, same one. Okay. So I got one. I got one experience. I wouldn't say it was fun at the time, okay. but looking back on it, it was just crazy. Was you in the elevator when we got stuck? No. You wasn't in the elevator? Oh my uh-uh. gosh. So we was all in the elevator. It was me, Zaya, Paige, Caitlin. It was like one of those small elevators. Like, you mm-hmm. know. Only four of us could really fit, but it was like we stacked it and it got stuck. And we was just all on there. And, and just like, I know Kayla was freaking out and Paige was jumping up and down. And it was just, it was just crazy. It was just oh, crazy. no, ma'am. That's good. I hate, <laughs> I can't do the close faces. I was thinking on U17 year when after we won, all the other teams got and to go. The- <laughs> and then we tried to go. <laughs> oh, well, they was, they was running up on us. So no, that I was crazy. We were trying to, yeah, all the other teams, we were the ones that won. And so we were I like, know. oh, France is inviting us to come hang out with them and this and that. So we're walking down the streets of Belarus. Oh, we got caught. <laughs> we were the caught. And so little did we no, know, it was crazy. Little did we know, we walked right by the coach's restaurant and they're just looking at the window, seeing their little 16-year-old team walking down the streets of Belarus. And I'm like, oh no, right as we step up in there with France and Spain. And then they had, they were trying to out. give us drinks and stuff. We were like, no. We were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not legal where we're from. <laughs> Where's the apple cider? It was Oh bad. God, that was funny. That but was we, funny. We we made it there for about two minutes. And then we were now, pulled back remember, to the hotel. Do you remember when we had got off the bus and like all those teams was just like, Yes. Like, trying to like run us over. Like, yes. I was like, was like, we just beat y'all <laughs> and now you want our autographs. <laughs> you know, how was that experience for you winning two gold medals with USA basketball? Like, what was that experience like when you found out that you first made that team? Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Like, I mean, you know, like it mm-hmm. was it was crazy just like seeing your number on the paper. Yeah, the stress the prior stress, <laughs> after all that stress you went through after all those drills <laughs> and two days and worrying about if you're gonna make it to the next round oh my mm-hmm. gosh it's just like a sigh of relief and it's like oh wow like but winning after winning you know like winning a gold medal for the first time though no, that's just like an unbelievable feeling like i'll probably remember that exact moment for the rest of my life like it's so crazy um just being able to, you know, represent your country and be one of the top 
you know, players in, in your class and win, you know, a medal and be have your names in the books. It's just it's just surreal. And it's like something that you can't really take all in until, yeah. you know, it's it's all over. Even now, like I go back home and I look in the hallway and my mom has my medal and I'm like, oh, snap, that's me. So, I mean, after USA, once you play USA basketball, it kind of puts you on a different type of map. Mm. And like, it's like now you're a USA player, this and that. And so then we go to the McDonald's All-American game together, we Jordan mm. ran together, and then we commit. I go to Stanford and you end up choosing Tennessee, but mm. it was under other coach. It was under, under Coach yeah, Holly. Holly yeah. What were the other schools that you were looking at at the time that made it so difficult to choose Tennessee? Like, what mm. were those? what were those other ones? What were the final few? So my final five was... Tennessee, Ohio State, mm-hmm. North Carolina, South Carolina, and UConn. Gotcha. Those my top five. And then Tennessee took the cake. And Tennessee took the cake. You said that even when Coach Harper came, that didn't mm-hmm. make you sway. So what was that like? Like hearing that your coach is leaving the woman that recruited you, this and that, and then all of a sudden you have a new random lady, basically. You're like, I don't know you. Now you're going to come <laughs> and kind of like lead me on this journey through my college right. experience and to help me go pro. What was that experience no, like? No, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. But like I said, I just prayed about it. When I pray and stuff, I'd be like trying to look for like, like really listening out and stuff. And I remember I was at school and meanwhile, this is all going on. Like, this is all happening. The coaches was like, let go. I'm still deciding if I want to still go to Tennessee or if I should, you know, open my recruitment back up and uh, go to buy some hot Cheetos. And then when I sit down at the table, like I had a one and they gave me like some quarters back and I look at the quarters and it says Tennessee on it. So I'm just like, no okay. way. Like, I swear, I still got them quarters. I swear, like my, my family still got them. And I was like, okay, this got to be a sign. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to stick it out. And plus I had already like said I was going to go there and I was like, you know, I ain't even been down there yet. So I might as well, you know, still see what it's about because I still vibe with the players. I still vibe with, you know, the atmosphere. And it was just, that's why I really didn't leave. When the coaches mm-hmm. got fired, because like, I mean, I, I went for them as well, but that wasn't like my deciding factor. It was what I really wanted when I was choosing the school was to feel like a family type of environment. And I felt that here. So I went with my gut. I prayed about it a lot. And, you know, God told me this was a school for me. So I went with that. The answers were in the hot Cheetos. That's no, like, a- real, I was like, I took a picture of it. I could send you the picture too <laughs> after this. Took oh my a picture God. of it. And it was just crazy. That, I've never heard something like that. Like, no, yeah, it was a quarter that is a sign. Tennessee on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, yeah. I ain't never seen that before. I was like, this got to be a sign. Like, no, that's crazy. You know. So you decided to stay at Tennessee. What do you remember about your first game? Because I feel like Tennessee is one of just the pillars of women's basketball in general, right? And so you're there. The history, Pat Summit, the fans, the staff, the program, just everything about Tennessee is just history. Mm. So I assume that that was part of your process going to Tennessee. And then what was your first game like playing in that bright orange, which is so iconic? (laughs) I was a deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just trying to just make it. I don't know. Uh, I really don't remember who we played first, but I just remember just running out that tunnel and it just was like, I felt like a rush. It's like all these people's here. They stacked the stands every every game. So yeah. it was like great show out. And I was just happy to be there. Honestly. Like I was just <laughs> happy to be there, just running along. Just like I said, just doing your thing. Just doing <laughs> playing basketball, trying to survive. And then I the game slowed down for me. So I adjusted. 
Yeah, she really got to dive in. Mm. Uh, I remember, you know, my first game at Stanford, it was crazy. I think mm. my first game we hosted when the Olympic team did that little, like, college tour. Oh, that was my yeah. first game. And oh, so wow. I remember we're going through the scouting report. And I was like, yeah, Haley, uh, you, you're going to guard Diana. I said, "You, Diana, huh? <laughs> you... You, what do you expect me to do? And then she's like, oh, Fran, you're going to get Brittany. Brit, Brittany? Grinder? Ain't no way we talk about the same Brittany. What? And so That's like, crazy. I did not know that. We're going that was your scout. first game? Your first college game? Yeah. How I was, was like, going? oh my God, we lost. But it was, like like 15, <laughs> it was like about like 15, so it was a win. And so I remember right. just going through this scout and we're like watching film like it's any other team. And I'm like... We're watching film of these WNBA All-Stars. Like, we're watching That's their crazy. Olympic basketball film. But I feel like that first college game, the energy, the nerves. Like, I never yeah. get nervous for games, but I was, like, jitters. I, was I like, know. Oh, it was like it's a here. rush. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Because yeah. it's, like, it's something that you dream about for so long, and then all of yeah. a sudden it's happening. But mm-hmm. um, part of my decision, similar to yours, coming to Stanford was, like, an everything decision. It's the people. It's the family. Right. But, I mean, it's also coming and playing for a legacy but with that legacy comes expectations there's pressures and dealing Mm -hmm. with that especially like me and you coming out we're one and two in our class and it's like there's a lot of expectations and pressure there and I feel like it's also it's striking a balance it's a roller coaster trying to figure out how to deal with that pressure Mm -hmm. and it hasn't always been easy I mean for me there's definitely ups and downs and if you have a bad game you open up Twitter it's 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 crazy you're not no there's no way but I feel like you know you you learn how to deal with it which I'm still doing now but you know did you feel that pressure coming in like was did you understand that was going to be part of your decision coming to Tennessee the legacy that's there like how have you dealt with that during your time I definitely felt pressure just choosing a school, just by choosing a school. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, I'm the type of person that just don't want to let nobody down. So I'm always like really hard on myself as it is. And it's just like, you just want to do well. So, and then two, coming into a program like Tennessee, where, you know, the history of Tennessee is just like, okay, you got those expectations and you just got to just, you know, it's, it's hard. So I just feel like, for me personally, I had to really get in tune myself and remember who I am and just stay true to who I am because, I mean, at the end of the day, game of basketball, it's just a game. But, you know, mm-hmm. everything else is it's my life. So I just really had to focus in on, you know, just being aware and taking my time when I needed, having that self-care days and just, you know, being okay with myself first and, you know, just remembering who I am. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like it's a hard realization to come to that, like, you know, prioritizing your own being, your mental health, all that. It comes at a cost sometimes, you know, being like, I need to take a step away. I I can't be in the gym day, whatever it may be. So it's, it's a hard realization to come to, but it's very powerful. And I feel like you and I are very similar in that we're both very family centered. Mm -hmm. And so like coming to that realization where it's like, the only opinions that matter are those that are closest to you. So it's like, exactly. you're going to get tagged and stuff on Twitter. People are going to have things to say to you. Yeah, but you have to stay grounded. It doesn't always get easier because... Yeah, it's as, not easy. It's not easy yeah. at all. It only gets it only gets harder, especially when you start doing better. I mean, yes. but once you learn who you are and say it don't matter. For sure. The more you win and the bigger, you know, your platform becomes and all this, the more people feel they have the right to put their opinions <laughs> right. on you. And I'm like, who are you? Like, why are you in my comment section? Never like, played a damn basketball. Damn it's it, like, like, it's but, crazy. You know. 
But I mean, it's good to have people like you, like have friends in the game and be able to, you know, fall into each other because we get it. We both get it. We understand. And it's like, it's good to, you know, pull each other along. So I feel like it's also very new in this age of like basketball, like having friends on the opposition. Yeah. I feel like back in the day, back it was in the, like, no, it was if you're not on the same team, you, you cannot be friends. <laughs> but I feel like, like nowadays you have so many friends across the country from doing things like USA basketball, playing in the UIBL, but like it's hard. It's hard not to exactly. Know. Like I feel like it's so easy to connect because you deal with the same things. But I feel right. like also that only fuels my fire when I'm playing y'all, when I'm playing South Carolina, whatever. And right. I'm like, all right, me and Jordan, like I'm gonna battle. Like I gotta have some <laughs> stuff to, to talk to her about. It's it's real. Right. No, yeah. Okay, so moving a little bit off the court, nil. It's big. It's happening. Mm. How has it been being a Black woman in the NIL space? Like, I feel like for us, it's different, right? It is. It's you, it's so you are <laughs> like, you may not have the same open doors to certain places. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I know we were probably both told you always got to work twice as hard, right? Yeah. And definitely. so it's like, it's hard. I think it's difficult to find those brands that believe in you for you, where you mm-hmm. aren't getting put into a box. You never want to be like the token person to meet the equality stuff or meet yeah. all those different types of things. But how has this process been for you figuring out which brands you want to work with, which things you really want to like do, how to further your own brand? Because I know you have so many passions outside of basketball and yeah. messages you want to further. How has that been, you know, furthering your own brand? No, yeah, it's it's been a process for sure. It honestly starts back to where I said, like, just knowing who you are, mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, who you are, why, like, what's your values and just approaching it that way. Like, whatever brands is, you know, aligning with your values and you go into that one. But um, just being able to have that voice and being able to, you know, be heard even louder now because it's on a bigger platform. So mm-hmm. I'm always thankful for any opportunity to do what I'm supposed to do and give back. So it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to use my voice and for who I am because you don't see it a lot. But I mean, I'm happy that we're trending in the right direction. We just got to keep pushing for that. There's definitely more room to grow in this space and mm-hmm. there's always more you can do, but it's also, you know, being grateful for where you're at, but not being satisfied with what where you're at, pushing right. for more, all those different things. Perfectly uh, said. I thank like that. You. Thank being you. Being grateful for what you have, but not being satisfied for what you already got. Thank you. Perfect. Snap, snap. But, but I mean, you've already done a lot in the NIL space. We're mm-hmm. about to go pro. Things are going to change. What's the best? We already kind of talked about like knowing yourself those types of things. But getting to that place is hard. Yeah. Having that understanding. So who helped you kind of ground yourself and give you that advice for like how to go through this space, how to navigate your wants, your priorities, those different things while still being where your feet are. Like you're still a college student. You still got class right. to go to. You still got to perform still a basketball court. Right. Yeah. And like these NIL opportunities aren't going to come unless you're taking care of business in Rocky Top right now. Mm. So I have to, I definitely have to say my mom, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a momager, I call her, because, you know, she's <laughs> always just instilled wisdom into me and just pushed me to do what makes me feel comfortable. But I mean, not comfortable, but like do what makes me like happy. And like, mm-hmm. like if I'm not happy with something, she's like, okay, well, don't go into that. Or, you know, just, just always just staying true to who I am and remembering 
how I got here, which is God, and just remembering who I am. But like my mom is a, is a big part of that. She's she's honestly been the reason why I've got <laughs> I'm here. Like she does a lot for me with my nil stuff too. She's a true definition of a momster. <laughs> so can't thank her enough. But you know she just wants to see me do well, and I I just want to do well for her. My mom. Miss Monique, she's the same thing. She's a momager. <laughs> and it's so important to have like the person that you trust most be that right. person that's helping you through this difficult time and figuring out this. And it's just having that support and that utmost trust that you don't ever have to worry about anything being done against your your purest wants. They're gonna put you first all the time. And she's not gonna just tell me no, not, nothing I just wanna oh, hear. She's gonna, gonna tell me everything. Real. <laughs> she's gonna get the real deal. But she's still gonna love me through it all. So like it's just, it's cool. <laughs> Things you don't even want to hear. I'm like, okay, right. come on. <laughs> okay, all mom, right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can I have my mom back? I'm not trying to right. be my manager right now. Right. <laughs> okay, kind of switching up here. I know for me, music is huge. Mm. And it can also for me really describe like where I'm at in my life. Mm. So my question for you would be like, if you could pick a song that would represent Jordan coming into Tennessee, fresh out of high school, <laughs> and now a song that represents you like where you're at right now, senior year, oh, superstar, wow. all SEC, all this stuff, headed into the draft in the spring. What are kind of the vibes that were then and the vibes that are now? If I had to choose a song, Maybe like a song, an artist, like a vibe, like a genre, like something, like have things changed? Do you feel like you're still the same? What do you, where do you think you're at? I've definitely grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely grown a lot as a, as a person in general. I don't know why I keep this, this song, you know. Dun, 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 oh, oh. All of the lights. <laughs> oh, okay. All of the lights. Is that your song coming in? Coming that's a in. Good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, no, that's the one in. I came into. Mm-hmm. And. My going out song. Ah. Oh. Okay, okay. What is that you, song? I'm thinking. It's like you, right on <laughs> You it's marinate. Like you marinate okay. on your going out song. All the lights is good. As mm. I say, like, for me, I think coming in, I was very excited. Happy go lucky. I'm nervous. Mm. But, you know, I'm ready to go. So I feel like I would pick a song that's like Beyonce like deja vu type vibes like oh, I'm, okay, I'm, got you. I'm hyped it's kind of like maybe like upgrade you something like that like i'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go i'm gonna upgrade yeah. high school haley college haley uh, i'm ready to roll right. but like throughout my time i feel like i've relaxed you know me i'm a i'm a cool calm collected girly mm. i'd be out there doing my thing i feel like i'm very confident now maybe throw another c into that so cool calm collected confident <laughs> and so i feel like my song now would be maybe like some J. Cole, like just oh, like J. nobody's Cole's perfect. perfect. You're understanding, you know where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like that's perfect. I can see that's that. That's me. Thank you. So you got your going out song? I don't have one. Okay. I, just, yeah, I don't I don't know. Well, what's the last song you played? Your go-to game. What's my day? last song I played today? Last song you played. Uh-huh. Oh, or like what's your go-to pregame song to get you going? Well, I gotta listen to Two songs on game day. Okay. Oh, the song I was just listening to was Inside by Jacquees. You know that song? Oh, I love Jacquees. I love Jacquees. I was just like, this vibing, you feel me? <laughs> but no, that's not the song that I listen to on game day. I was just um, that's a game day song. <laughs> that's a whole nother vibe. Game day, we always listen to Preach 
by Young Dolph. Mm, it just mm-hmm. get us like get you, know, you fired going. up. Yeah. And then I gotta listen to some type of Chief Keith. I got my dress in, got my locks in. Now I just Idiot. gotta be a, you just be you know, embodying it. Yeah, it's all you. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So yeah. you're playing this song. You're playing preach. You're playing a Chief Keith. Who is <laughs> the best dancer in the locker room, and who is the worst dancer? I can't vote for myself. No, nah, you could vote for yourself. I would vote for myself. You could vote for yourself. I feel like I got the best dance moves. Okay, okay. And then who would be the worst? I got the best dance moves. I have to say Tess Darby. Oh. That's our shooter. Uh-huh. Shooter. She was on the scout. She was on the scout. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. She, she don't got not a lick of uh, rhythm, but she's working yeah. on it. She okay. be knowing the songs, though. She be singing them. All of she them. She be singing them. Okay. All so so then who would you say in the locker room is not allowed on Ox? You're not passing Not allowed on the Ox? Mm-hmm. We be having there's a lot of people on this team that play good music. Mm-hmm. Um, who wouldn't be allowed on the ox? I probably have to say, hmm, no, not her. She oh gosh. I feel like for us, I'm not putting Hannah Jump on Ox or Fran because they go <laughs> Fran. not Fran, because Fran gonna play Adele pregame. Like, girl, this okay, is not the yeah. time. Carol, she probably play some Taylor Swift. I'll be like, yeah. okay. Like, there's okay. a time and place for Taylor Swift and Adele, but I'm yeah. not feeling before not the not game. before the game, yeah. It's like, a, I'm not yeah. trying to sing my heart so I out. I have to say Carol. Hi, Carol. Okay. Okay, okay. I got you. Okay, Jordan. So we're going to enter our last little section here. We like to call it the vibe check here on Sometimes I Hoop. We're going to do a little rapid fire section. So we're going to start off with, what's the one drill you never want to see on the practice plan? Laker layups. What's Laker layups? <laughs> that was quick. I got to hear. What is it? Hey, Laker Leos is like a three-man weave, but like it's like full court and you have to like mm-hmm. pass it to this person and they pass it back and the person in this line has to run all the way down. You throw yeah. it and they got to run around the cone and throw it. It's just, it's so, See, it's any a lot type of, of weave, any type yeah. of weave, you can miss me. Full court? I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> please. Any type full of weave, court? I'm done. And it's a sprint. Yeah, a it's always a sprint. It's always a sprint. So, no, ma'am. Sounds awful. What yeah. would be your go-to off-court sneaker? Some probably some Jordans. Jordans. You got a favorite yeah. Jordan? I got a favorite number. I okay. have to say I like Elevens and I like Twelves. Mm. Okay. And then I also like Fours. Fours but are classic. My go-to Jordan is probably like some Twelves, really, because they're just comfortable. They're comfy. Yeah, and I feel like they can go and, with a lot of stuff. Yeah, they look, they're very yeah. universal. Would you rather have a game-winning shot or a game-winning block? Game with them block. <laughs> and it's M1? like a different type of, you know. It is. It's like, I'm a big body. Like, yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Would you rather have an M1 or a three-pointer? M1. Oh, easy, M1. right? M1. I'm, yeah. I'm yelling at your foul. <laughs> Even if it's not a foul. M1. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to trash talk line in a game? Go <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I can't say it. It's a cuss word, isn't it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> give me your PG. Give me your right. PG version. So if I block somebody's shot, I'm like, give me that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Got you. Who's yeah, the you feel me? Okay. You feel me? I feel like I just kind of be like, mm, too little. Because I'll be having these little, little guards guarding me. And baby. I'm like, mm, baby. Exactly. I, I'd be like, Gerber. Gerber, that's baby food. Gerber, that'd be mine. Yo, that's new. That's new. That, I heard that one. Yeah, that's tough. That, that's kind of been passed down through the Stanford ranks. Not okay. Gerber. Gerber. Okay, ice pack or ice bath? Ice pack. Oh my God, I can't do ice bath. I hate ice baths. Oh, girl. Okay, what is your go-to move on the court? Oh, I can't say too much. Can't say Come on. Like, Give no, us um, something. My go-to move, like when I'm in an isolation, 
Mm-hmm. I'll probably have a bar screen. Got to get back to the right. Mm-hmm. So I go between the legs. Like the Jamal Crawford twin legs mm. cross, twin cross, twin cross, Some twin point. cross. Yeah. I feel like that reminds me of those old fillet videos. It'd be all twin cross, Pezzy <laughs> fillet. Yay! They the whole thing. Lanes. Nah. Exactly. Okay, hardest place to play on the road. LSU. Mm. When I tell you that is like one of the hardest places to win at. Really? Like, it's just like something about their gym is just like drains you. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just it's hard to explain. It's just like really hard to win in that building. Yeah. What college has the best facilities? Can I say ours? <laughs> no, nah, you can say yours. I was going to say, it's not ours. You were there. <laughs> I feel like ours. we got some nice facilities. I feel like Y'all do have nice facilities. Y'all, y'all are nice. And then last one for you. What is your best impersonation or best line of Coach Harper? She'd be like, you guys are missing the chippies. Urgency. <laughs> Urgency. <laughs> Gotta have some urgency. Be aware. <laughs> her favorite word is urgency. That's her favorite. Like, urgency. Literally, okay. it's urgency. Like, I've never heard urgency as much as I've had since oh, I've here. So I feel okay. that. See, our word, this one isn't Tara. This is our sister, Coach Kate. She loves pace. Pace card, pace card. It's a great <laughs> day to be here at Stanford. Pace, Stanford. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then one of Tara's um, best ones is whenever, like, somebody messes up a play mm. or they mess out the scout, she going to stop the whole practice. She goes, you know what, Haley? The S doesn't stand for stupid. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? It's crazy. No. That's her favorite one. And, like, everybody who's come from the program, we can all relate. It's like, yeah, S don't stand she's for stupid. Two. Get she's, together. She didn't say that one. Oh, okay. yeah. It's a historically 10 out of 10 line for her. Jordan, this has been so much fun. I've loved having you on the pod. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Love getting I'm to spend honored. time with I'm you. honored. Okay. Love getting <laughs> to spend time with you. This has been the Sometimes I Hoop podcast. We will be back every week with a new guest following the latest on women's college basketball. Thank you. Lovely, Jordy. You are good, man. You're good. Like, you're built for this, for real. Thank you. Like, for real. I will be texting your mom for a picture of the pom-poms. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones. That's no I in Haley and three S's in Jones to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. theplayerstribute.com.